want something more than just physical. It's been a while since you met someone original. Word. You spend your time drinking wine in your living room. All that good pussy can't find the one to so get yeah, to. So yeah, I wanted to talk about someone named Takashi69. Actually, mm -hmm. I think his real name is Daniel Hernandez. Do you know? It's Hernandez or Rodriguez, one of the two. It, it might be Hernandez. Yeah, I thought it was Daniel Hernandez. Yeah, Daniel Hernandez. Cool. So, yeah. Um, the reason why I want to talk about this subject is I think it's... I never really spend time looking into people, the music that I listen to. Like, I listen to a music, I like it, and then I go on with my day. Mm -hmm. Like most people yeah i didn't even unless know unless you're a child i feel like the type of people that are like really deep into people's backgrounds and stuff like that or like mm -hmm. high schoolers because they don't have shit else to do yeah um like chance i love that song we go high one of my favorite songs on the album did not know there was a music video for it <laughs> like <laughs> had no idea well, I mean, to be fair, I think that music video just came out. Well, no, it said a week ago. So it's been there for a week. But a yeah. week? What do you, I mean, come on. That's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's okay, yeah. To be fair, it just came out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never really look into people's lives with the exception of 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine is such an interesting artist. From the first time I heard one of his songs... Um, I think Spotify like had the album art as like his picture or whatever, or, like mm -hmm. parts of the music video. Mm -hmm. I was just like looking at my phone. I was like, this is not the guy that I hear. <laughs> like, there's no way that this guy is <laughs> playing this music or singing this music. So like what I heard was very different from what I saw. So... Uh -huh. What I heard was a very aggressive tone, very like similar to like Waka Flocka. Like that's the best. Bow, 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 bow. bow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All I think of. Exactly. That's all I think of every time. Exactly. So, and then when I looked at the picture, you know, this guy with rainbow hair, six nines on his face, mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way. And so I came. I came very intrigued about like this this kid. I think he was he was 19 at the time when I first heard it one of his songs. Is that when he became the king of New York or was it I think <laughs> Sorry. He became the king of New York <laughs> the first day he <laughs> Sorry, I'm derailing this. Go go back. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Uh so yeah, it was just I've been became intrigued and I've been following his whole story. And his story is what we're going to go over today. Okay. Tell me. Tell me so, about his story. We're going to go in order from his first release song mm -hmm. to, to his last, I guess, him going into custody, basically. Okay. So to keep the story short... Basically, what happened was he was in a gang, mm -hmm. Nine Trey Bloods. He did a lot of shit while in the gang that ended 
he ended up basically in custody with, um, I think there was a Fed case. So it was an FBI specific case mm. uh, that was targeting him and his gang. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that landed him in jail. And we're going to go through the whole timeline of him going into jail and then the whole controversy of him snitching and like that kind of story. How much do you know about 6ix9ine? Do you know? I don't know anything about him. Okay. So we should start off with his first song. Okay. And so what you're going to hear are clips that recently came out of him in court mixed with his first song. But we're still going to keep it in order from like, this is the first song. This is the second song. This is when he got kidnapped. This is what he said <laughs> about the kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going to go in order, even though some of the clips are like just released like last week. Okay. So. The first clip we're gonna play is 6 9 first hit. So Mr. Hernandez, after you had filmed Gummo, did there come a point there come a point in time when Gummo was released on the internet? Yes. What happened after Gummo was released on the internet? Uh, I think we released Gummo in about in about October, around October. Uh, Gummo became an instant uh, just an instant sensation. It was a sensation, it went uh, viral. Viral meaning people shared it, um, people, you know, came to like the video, Gummo, they liked the song, so it was instant success, I, I would say. I'll see y'all later. Pop these niggas like a willy nigga, you a silly nigga, in the hood with them belly niggas and them hoover niggas, you run up and they shooting niggas, we <laughs> what why i mean what do you what do you want my <laughs> what the fuck are you asking me so well maybe i should play this next clip so this next clip is of course him in court <laughs> yeah. it's his second song Thoughts. <laughs> it's his second song okay and i think it reveals more so this is the clip that i was i was kind of probably gonna say for last but i'm gonna play it now but i think it reveals a lot about the rest of the storyline. Okay. I'm ready. So, I'm listening. So after he did Gummo, mm -hmm. um, he Where he's recorded... he's yelling and angry. Yeah. Okay. It's bow, bow. Bow, bow, bow. bow. <laughs> uh, he recorded his next track. How did Kuda come about? Well, after, after, uh, after we shot Gummo, um, I knew I had a formula. I knew the formula was... Uh, to repeat it, you know what I'm saying? Um, to repeat what? To repeat the, the, the gang, uh, how, what's the word for it? The gang, um, image, I would say, like, like promote it, like, you know what I'm trying to say? That's what people like, so it was like, um, It was just a formula, a blueprint that I found that worked. So I told Shadi, I want to film. At, at this time, after Gummo came out, not to skip 
over a lot of stuff. We became really close. So I will hang out in 370 Madison a lot, hang out with him. Um, and uh, I asked him to, to um, if, if it was a good idea to film Kuda. And, um, and we started filming on Kuda. So in that clip, you hear two major things that I want to highlight. Shoddy is the first name that he dropped, which is Shoddy um, is the label owner of Nine Trey record labels or something. And he's also, I wouldn't say leader, but he's a high ranking member on the Nine Trey Bloods, mm -hmm. which is the organization that 6ix9ine is in. Uh, so that's who Shoddy is. And then you hear the other thing of just like, you know, at the beginning of the clip, we had a formula. Um, I feel like a lot of artists fall into this category of like once, once they have something that sticks and that goes viral or that a lot of people like, they tend to stick in that lane, even if it's not the music or like not the music or who they are i feel like this happens to all artists almost every single one you rarely hear an artist that switches their style because a lot of i feel like a lot of fans will kind of jump ship if like what if like what if um I don't know, like Cardi B or like Offset, they just one day switch their style. So like Offset goes into like gospel. Like I feel like a lot of people would jump ship, his streaming numbers would go down. So, which is weird, but um, what are your thoughts on just like finding your wave and like like let's say if you came out with a song a lot of people liked it and you were just fucking around and you're like wow i didn't know this would take off like this i'm gonna just keep doing it like would you keep doing it if it's not you or would you switch to something else like uh i don't well i'm not an artist mm -hmm. Uh, so if that happened by accident, then I would be like, cool, I'm really glad that happened. <laughs> and then I would probably not duplicate it. I would just try to get whatever I can from it and then move on to something else. Cause that's not what I do. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like not, I don't, you know, I'm a consumer of music. I'm not a producer of music. Like mm -hmm. I, there's like, it's clear I'm not making any music. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, yeah. Do not have a talent for it. Um, so I wouldn't try to like, I don't know. I just, but that's just me personally. I don't, you know, I'm not speaking for anybody else but myself, but I'm not trying to be really good at things that I'm not 
that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not something that's like a passion of mine or that I'm like really into. So mm-hmm. if I if I accidentally happened upon it, then I'd be like, all right, well, let me get my money and then let me move use that money to do something else because that's not going to last for me. I would already mm-hmm. know that it's not that there's no longevity in that because it's not my craft, right? Mm-hmm. But if you take an artist like Rihanna, she's changed her style all the time. She constantly has different uh, styles in her music and um, does collaborations with a lot of different people. She's very diverse in in the type of um, fans that she also reaches through all the different types of genres that she's able to perform in. Mm-hmm. And so you take someone like Rihanna and it's like, well, that is someone that clearly is really good at this, that is doing this for the longevity of it and is capitalizing on that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Takashi 69 is at that level. Yeah. You know, he's just someone that decided to rap and it worked and the mm-hmm. fact that he was like oh i've got a formula let me duplicate it mm-hmm. it seems to me like he was trying to catch a come up mm-hmm. and that was it yeah like that's how i interpret that he's just hit a lick yeah. he's trying to hit a lick and then hit it again and yeah. so like that's there's the there's a difference right there's a difference between someone who's like actually looking at rap as a craft and someone who's trying to hit a lick mm-hmm. I see that in just like everyday society in general, even, you know, like not Mm -hmm. even in the music industry or any like creative arts. I see people that are trying to hit a lick and I see other people trying to capitalize on their talents or capitalize on things they actually enjoy doing, which are two different things. And you see people that try to hit a lick. It doesn't last. It never lasts. They mm-hmm. they always end up getting caught up or whatever or you know then they gotta c- catch the next wave and they, they they don't ever really have any comfort in life because they're constantly trying to like hit you mm-hmm. know yep. and so that's the difference I mean he just he he he's a sucker for that yeah I think J Cole put it the best he was like in one of his songs he was like your fans are going to grow up and grow old and like, they're not going to like your music. And like the, if you keep trying to reproduce what you did to what got you started, it's, it's going to be played out and no one's going to come to your shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, basically what I said, right? It's like, yeah. If, if that's not your craft, then of course you're just going to try to duplicate it because you don't know how to grow from there. Yeah. And just to give you some context, I'm glad that you you brought this up, is that he, before this music, uh, this type of music, rap, he was into rock. Like, he was a rock artist. And he made, he specifically said he made around $2,000 in total, like, doing, like, rock shows. Like, he did a mixture of rap and rock. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he put that he put out a uh, gummo and that saw a lot of success and he kept reproducing it, reproducing it, reproducing it. Yeah. yeah. But I think rapping about gang affiliation and actually being gang affiliated mm-hmm. are two different things. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that there's plenty of music that comes out 
that is all hypothetical. I mean, and it's and it's an art, right? So it's not like someone that writes a screenplay about murder is also a murderer. You mm-hmm. know, it's some just the same as someone who like sings or raps about it doesn't necessarily make that their lifestyle. I think in the hip hop community, there tends to be like, you know, some expectation that what you talk about is what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so it's, it's poetry. So it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's so it's looked at differently. Um, but as an adult, I don't believe, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I understand that that's like not how the world works. If I was mm-hmm. 12, then it'd be like, oh, you know, like, what a poser, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm a grown ass woman. So I'm like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, people got to make their money. Um, but it's really sad though. It's, it's really, it, it's really sad that this is the life that he's in. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. And speaking of gang affiliation, let's <laughs> let's hear from Trey himself. So Shoddy, uh, I think you heard in the last clip him say like Shoddy's a good friend of his. Um, he's the one. So if Did you watch, he say the- that Shoddy was a good friend of his. Where- yeah, yeah. He said after the gummo after the gummo uh, video. That he um, talked to Shoddy. Yeah, he talked to Shoddy, but during the course of... It wasn't like, God, he's a, or Shoddy's a good friend of mine. No, That's no, not no. what he but, said. But he did. So during the course of... Yeah, yeah, during the course of, like, uh, at the end of Gummo, Shoddy and 6 9 kept in touch. And then after Kuda came out, they were good friends, is what he... Yeah, what he said. Is what he specifically mm-hmm. said. Yeah. All right. Um... I mean, people use the word friend loosely. So oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, but he said that in court. Um, and so we're going to hear from Shoddy in this next clip. This was a Breakfast Club interview. So like after 6 9 I think he had four or five songs out. Is this pre-kidnapping? Pre-kidnapping. Okay. Pre-kidnapping. So he hasn't been humbled yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even, we're going to get into it, but yeah. So this is Shoddy in the Breakfast, Breakfast Club interview with Charlemagne and Angela. Uh, Yee. Yeah, Angela Yee. Who is very cute, by the way. I just want to put that out there in case she listens. She might stumble uh, upon. One day, Just want to no. put that for the record. <laughs> okay you know about the controversy with guji right no what happened okay i'll tell you i don't know anything about her life wait what okay you don't watch the breakfast club ever or listen to the breakfast club ever sometimes like I there's a whole thing about her and gucci oh no i don't know i'm gonna tell you later okay (laughs) so yeah this is shoddy internet um people perceive it to be him uh What's the what's the term? Um, trolling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, I'm I'm not in his generation. Most of the people in his generation they do the same thing. This is how the rich, the kids, the, the all the other young millionaires um, achieve their goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Takashi doesn't get on on at no time. I can vouch for that. He, he doesn't get on camera. He doesn't get on internet saying that he's gonna kill anybody. He does say he's a bud. He does say he's gangster. He doesn't threaten anybody's life. He doesn't doesn't threaten anybody's well being. With that being said. 
this is America. We have a freedom of speech. So whether he's on the internet saying, I'm gangster, ah, come touch me, come take my chain, that's how he feels and what he wants to promote. And in the essence, that doesn't say that these guys in LA could say, yo, when you come out here, I'm gonna kill you. Or the guys in Texas, yo, nigga, you gotta check in when you come here. You dig what I'm saying? We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't check in nowhere with anybody. Having At relationships all. with somebody is something totally different mm-hmm. than checking in. Right now, Junior Prince is a, you know, he's his father's son. That's exactly. Got, these the claim, niggas, the these niggas don't, these these niggas don't make nothing. Look, and, and y'all, y'all here, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all here. This dude never shot nobody, never did nothing, blood. Living off his father's name, blood. I make my own name, you heard? But doesn't he, don't you think yeah. it affects business? And like when the shows start getting canceled uh-huh. and promoters don't want to book them, don't you think that's when it's time? So yeah, it affects business. So, <laughs> Shoddy's, Shoddy's outlook on this. So, like, like I said before, this was after he's put five songs out. Every single one has 100 million streams. He's been on top of the billboard. He's been doing all these things. And so Shoddy's outlook on this is just like, he's just trolling. Like, he's just, he's a kid with rainbow hair that's trolling everyone. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is a good excuse. <laughs> it's a poor excuse. For what, though? It's It's a poor excuse for his... What he says and what he promotes. So he says to other artists, suck my dick, like, take my chain, you won't do it. Yeah. He so, goes on Instagram, like, so fucking what though? Like, okay. Exactly. I mean, li- listen. Someone's going to pull your card eventually if you put it out there like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how the world works. If you keep if you keep running your mouth, someone someone eventually is going to pull your card. Yeah. Like that's just that's just how that works. Yeah. I mean, so but I guess my question is like so fucking what? You know, like what what difference does it trolling, not trolling? He means it. He doesn't mean it. So what? what? What's your point? My point is, is I feel like Shoddy was put in a position to help this kid out. With the videos or? With his know. life. With his life. Because <laughs> <laughs> Shoddy's, I, I, I do believe Shoddy's an actual gangster. He's like, he definitely, so in the rap industry, there's like OGs, right? There's the people that tell the younger artists what to do and what not to do. So like, for instance, when Pusha T, when Pusha T and Drake had their mm-hmm. beef, Pusha T uh, put out his album with Kanye, shots fired at Drake. Drake responds. Pusha T responds with like, Yo, you have a kid, bro. <laughs> Take care of your kid. That was not public. That was whatever, right? And so Drake wanted to come, apparently wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that he had in his diss track, his response, uh, I believe it was Prince, actually, uh, the father, uh, senior Prince, that said, no, you're not going to put this out. Like, there's a hard line between 
what you're putting like <laughs> there's a hard sigh from Renee. <laughs> so I feel like these are grown fucking men. Yeah. So I think that I think that what we're talking about is the dynamic of people that have other people in their life. Explain. Drake can still do whatever the fuck he wants. He's a grown ass man. Someone's telling him, you know, to or not to do something. It's an advisement. Yeah. It's not oh, a no, command. No, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no, they're not under control. But also, everybody has that in their life. That doesn't just exist in the music industry. You know what I mean? Like, we all, as a friend group, talk to each other before we make decisions. We talk to each other about issues that we have. We talk Mm -hmm. to each other about our decision-making process all the time. Like, that's what friends are for, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that people, regardless of what industry you're in, you have some type of group of people that you know are going to tell you whether or not something is a good idea mm-hmm. you know like that's just kind of i mean i hope right so what i'm trying to say is shoddy who is the leader of okay i won't say leader but he was the advisor to six nine wasn't he didn't draw the line he constantly made excuses for his behavior so you're saying that publicly because you don't know what happens regardless of you know like you don't know what what's happening privately you only know what's been happening publicly Mm -hmm. so you're saying that publicly he was not drawing the line for takashi to like do anything different than what he had been doing Mm -hmm. i think and you have a problem with this because No, I just think when I think about the story of Takashi, which will soon become like a documentary, I look at, okay, how did we get here? Like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know you've been like hitting the mat, hitting the table, you're hitting your mic. Keep your your hands down. My mom would always say, like, when we walk in the store, keep your hands in your pocket. <laughs> Everybody's mom said yeah, that. Yeah, keep your hands Don't in your pocket. Don't fucking touch anything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just, like, thinking about the documentary. And, like, when I look at the Takashi timeline and he's in jail, he's, like, snitching on all these different people. You know, he obviously wasn't a gang. Like, he... He, I don't know. He's not a gangster. Like, he's just the kid that made a song. It went viral, and then he just repeated he's it. He's not? He wasn't? You don't, I don't know? I mean, do you know? I don't think so, no. You don't think I don't, so? I don't think he ever had it in him to, go, to, to do, like, gang activity, which is killing people, robbing, and that sort of stuff. Um, he just, one thing that I left out that was pre his first, uh, his first song, he goes into like his like work history and like how he worked and then how he got into the rap industry. Like he was working at a, I believe a deli or like a corner store and someone was like, yo, do you rap? He was like, nah, but I I did this other thing, rock or whatever. 
He was like, yo, you should, you should start rapping or something. And then they started working together and started writing songs and stuff. And then that's how Gummo came about. Um, so yeah, I don't think he never had it in him. And so like, like, I, like I was saying, like when I look at the story of Takashi 69 I start to pick apart like, okay, how did we get here? And I think the focal point is Shadi. Okay. The leader of the gang. Okay. I so, mean, I'm inclined to believe you and agree with you. I mean, he's really young, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if he, wasn't, if he wasn't already affiliated in that way, then that makes sense. Yeah. So what we heard in the last clip was him saying, you know, everything that he says to other artists, you know, Junior Prince... He he would often go on Instagram live and be like, "Yo, suck my dick," <laughs> and just like call out a bunch of artists. Like there is what's interesting about Six Nine is he had no cosigns. Like he, throughout this five song spree of him creating like <laughs> five different songs and then touring the world and basically doing thirty minute shows of those five songs, um, he never had a cosign with anyone. Um, and so he got to where he was now without a cosign. Uh, but after like the interviews, after those five songs, after his first tour, he started to get a cosigns. He started getting more famous. He did the Breakfast Club interview. And then I think a year, I would say almost a year. So like 10 months after the Breakfast Club interview, um, this happens. So he claims at the time he claimed that he got kidnapped, which later turned out to be true. But a lot of people thought it was fake because it was a year later and he was coming out with another album. And so a lot of people thought like, oh, he's just promoting his album. He's just doing this crazy stuff just to promote an album. But we found out it's actually true. And so we're going to play a clip from that. All right. Get out of here. You don't talk to him. 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 You don't talk to
So what happens in this clip? <clears throat> it was Takashi Six Nine in the passenger seat and his one of his friends in the driver's seat. Uh, the people that kidnapped him, what they did was they rammed the back of his vehicle. And the way Takashi puts it, he was like, "Yeah, the my friend that was in the driver's seat, he was like, you know, there's." probably drunk people. I'm going to go and check to make sure they're good. He went to go check, and then all of a sudden, Takashi recognizes a face come up to the car with a gun, and then all of a sudden, you know, that then you get the beginning of the clip. Mm -hmm. um, one interesting thing, so yeah, like I said before, everyone thought it was fake, uh, but it recently came out that this was actually true. And what happened prior to this is basically there's going to be a little bit in the next clip, but um, just a brief overview is. Uh, so they took Takashi, they put him in the back seat, uh, like face down, kneeled down in the back seat of the car. And they drove to his house where they picked up money, chains, yeah, that shit. And then they drove off and they left him there. Mm -hmm. Um, What's interesting about this is... Well, I want to get to you. Like, what what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> Before I say anything, like, what are your thoughts? You heard the audio. First of all, I'm getting kind of drunk right now. <laughs> so... Yeah, this is going to be a twofer. This is going to be a twofer. We've been going on for a while. First of all, um, yeah, I've I've been like, I gained so much weight being gone that I'm like, I've got to like get this shit under control. So I've not eaten as much today as I normally do. And I'm mm. like, I feel it through my whole body right now. This wine is in my fingertips and my toes. Oh, man. <sighs> um, what are your thoughts on this? Because... Yeah. Yeah. So my thoughts are number one, this is like, this makes my stomach hurt just listening to this happen because he was probably terrified. Mm -hmm. And I don't like hearing, I don't, I don't want bad things to happen to people. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just being, being in scenarios where I've been like a victim of, uh, you know, violence or you know i wouldn't say similar i've never been kidnapped but in a situation where you have to think and be like how do i get out of this mm -hmm. um you know like it it it's like makes me really upset it's really sad uh mm -hmm. that this is happening to him and i don't think people really take that as yeah. seriously as they yes i'd love to have more <laughs> why not i'm gonna pass the fuck out after you leave Except fill yours up. Don't give me the rest. That was a bad move. <laughs> ah, this was really good. I'm going to have to <laughs> get this again. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? You feel really bad. Mm. You, you hate hearing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but there was something else I was going to say about it. Uh, well, anyway... Um, yeah, it's really upsetting. And he was probably terrified. How old is this man? 
He's like, what, 22? At this point, yeah, I think he was... I don't know. He's he a baby. Was young. He's yeah, a baby. yeah, he was 21, maybe. He's yeah. a baby. He's a baby. He's point, like, yeah. how do I not die is basically his, his frame of thought. How do mm-hmm. I not die? Um, so like that's really, really upsetting. So those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to know? Uh so before I play the next clip, uh it just seems like when I heard the whole thing, like of course, like with any with anyone that bloats about how they can't be touched and how they how they go about like you know saying sucking my dick to other people like there's always there's always that one person that within your crew that turns like what i've learned from this whole situation like i never grew up like my mom did a good job of keeping me out of like the gang culture the all that but like what i've learned throughout this whole thing is there's always people that flip so let's play the next clip and this is him not even seven days after he got kidnapped and i gotta say he's you know i'll just play the clip okay this is an interview um he's still the king of new york i i I take it (laughs) we'll see it's like strat movie i leave the house we get like a block away, two blocks away. We're at a red light. And a car just smashes the whole back of the car. Like, It's like, you ever watch, what's that movie? Um, um, with the, When they robbed the bank? Uh, and they wear the, the president mask is? Dead presidents? Dead president? Yeah. It's like a, a scene, an opening of the movie scene, straight out of that. Like a, like a professional heist. job. Heist, right. So slam into the guy. My, sh- my face almost hit the fucking dashboard. I'm like, I look at Jorge. Jorge's like, like he's telling me in Spain, like, okay, papi. I'm gonna go check. Um, I'm gonna let them go. He it's just you two this. in the car. Right. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let them go. Let me just make sure they're okay. You know what I'm saying? Because he thought it was just an accident. Club, right? Drunk people are drunk. He's like, yo, let me just make sure they're okay. I'm like, all right. He gets out the car, no more than thirty seconds, right? I'm looking in the rear, the rear view mirror, like not what's it called the the side mirror. I'm looking, all I see is this dude creeping up like this, but I see the gun in his hand. Jesus Christ! I freeze, like my whole heart just went to my stomach. Like I'm like, like they got me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like talking all this shit. They got me. Because you probably worry about people getting... Because I don't know who it is. I'm just From like, what yo. direction? I'm like, yo, this could go left right now. I see the dude coming. I'm just, I freeze. My instinct, like any fucking right person that didn't freeze would have locked that door, jumped in the driver's seat, and put that car in drive and just... I froze. When I froze, the all I remember, the door... Sl- Swung open, run everything. I'm just like, you have all your jewelry on. No, nothing. Oh. I have nothing on. Then they go to the backseat. Like, they go to the backseat and it's like, yo, they like, where, where your man's at? It's just me. You know what I'm saying? 
nothing else. Like I, I just went black. So they hit you. Or I just I'm, I'm I saw a muzzle flash, gone. I end up in 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 the back of a car, just like <laughs> making so many stops. It's just like. Yo, this probably lasted one minute and a half, like two minutes. But it felt like it felt like three hours. Mm-hmm. In the back seat or you in the trunk? I'm in the back seat. Uh-uh. Um, I'm in the back seat. I'm just like, all right, I don't have nothing to offer. Like I have a, a phone and a debit card. And it's Saturday night, Sunday morning, so it's not like I could be like, yo, keep me to the morning. I would go to the bank because the bank's closed on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo. They obviously want something that I don't have nothing right now. And I'm trying to avoid Taking avoid to the house. going to the house. Because mm-hmm. your daughter's there. Your Yo, there, right? avoid. So it's to the point where it's just like my life or something. It came to that point. Because it's just like, where are we going? Like You know what I'm saying? And it's just like we get in all these desert places. And it's just like, am I gonna, is this the place where I die? Is this the place? No. Because we keep driving. Mm-hmm. All right, is this the place? No. Where What's going on Like what Is about to happen And it's just like It came to that moment Where it's like Yo If you don't got nothing for us Like What are you really good for I'm just talking to God And I'm thinking about The whole ex situation I'm just like Yo do I really want to lose my life Right now Just so I won't give nothing up You know what I'm saying And like As is jewelry, is money, is all that shit more important than seeing Soraya, my daughter, graduate from kindergarten or doing some mm-hmm. cool stuff, you know what I'm saying? Oof. And I'm like, all right, I got some jewelry at, right in my house. Remember, I never say, no, no one knows where I live. Like, yo, I swear, you're from Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. All right. You probably walked by my house a million times and you would never be like, oh shit, Takashi 69 lives there. Yeah. Never. You would never, you would I never. I grew up in the other side of Brooklyn, so maybe not. You would <laughs> never <laughs> tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I said, I got some jewelry in the crib. Like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. don't hurt my daughter. I didn't, that's all I remember saying. By the time they let me come back up, because they wasn't letting me look nowhere out the windows. By the time I came back up, I'm in front of my house. What does that tell you? They know where you live. They know. Yeah. And no one knows where I live. So, yeah. That's the end of the clip. So, yeah. It, it goes back. I don't know. I felt like 100 years. I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it. This is taking forever. <laughs> There's two more clips. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is a twofer. We're, we're, we're doing the part two that you always want. I know. Multiple episodes in multiple one. Multiple episodes in one. This it's is what great you for everybody. For. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? Like, what? regardless of this, it's just like last time we did the twofer episode, it was clear. <laughs> that we were way more drunker in the second part than we were in the first it part. It was. Well, it should be clear now because my body is like fucking I feel like I feel like I'm made of liquid right now. I feel like I'm just lava just just 
spewing around. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's get to the next. No, but what you played this clip. What okay. was your point of this clip? He confirms my suspicion of just like it's someone within his crew. Okay, and oh, okay. I should I should so, note Okay, before before you do that, I should note that in this interview, guess who was there? Shadi? Shadi was there. In the interview. And so it's weird that he says that that he says, yo, it's someone next to me and Shadi's in that interview. So what do you want to say about that? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't and know. And was quiet, oh, quiet. He had a mic and everything. Like he. Well, he why was, would he say anything? I yeah. mean, Takashi's just telling his story, right? So. I thought it was weird. I thought it was really weird. I don't know. I thought this, that whole interview. So Shadi comes, I would say one third of the interview. So it's just like six and nine. He comes in first, sits down, does starts the interview, and he sounds tired. Whatever, Shadi comes in. Uh, six nine invites him in or whatever. Like they seem cool, but he kind of perks up a little bit. Like he's no longer tired. <laughs> I need to hear the next thing because are you saying that like Shadi's involved? Like what are you telling me right now? I need to know what your point is. Not in this next clip, but so this was a week after the kidnapping, right? That interview. And so the next clip I play, it's in the same interview a week after. Okay. Uh let's just play it right now and see we might have to take a pee break, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because no one could get to me. Yo, I done told the whole world to suck my dick. Mm -hmm. And they know they couldn't get to me. The only people that could got next to me is the people that's already next to me. I'm literally like... You looking at everybody. I'm I'm literally looking at everybody, but it's, it's, it's literally like... It's literally like... I'm not dumb. Like, I'm not stupid. Like, you're like... Like, yo, if I could clap... It's like, that's all you could do. It's like, motherfucker, checkmate. Oh, you, so you applaud them. I respect it. Like, yo. That's fucking crazy. I respect and it. And it's dysfunctional. Like, it's like, yo, you, like, put it like this. Oh, my God. Nigga, suck my dick. You know my body. We the strongest out here. And the nigga right next to me is like. <laughs> yeah. It's months. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Does that make sense? Yes. That makes me worry for you even more. So it's like you charge it to the streets. Okay. You can't do nothing else. I... Uh, so that's that clip. Where this he... is so bothersome to me. I feel like. <sighs> so do you want to hear the last clip? I have one more clip. Yeah, and go ahead and play it. It's five minutes. Go ahead and play it. I was Wait, about to say hold on. How long after. is it? Well, it's this is the long clip. This is like long five is minutes clip? long. Okay, hold on. I've got <laughs> to be. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> so yeah, uh, in the last clip you heard, 
it's just so he applauds whoever whoever kidnapped him Mm -hmm. and whatever we heard in the audio and what we heard in the last clip he obviously knew the person that kidnapped him i don't know if it's obvious that he knew the person who kidnapped him i think it's obvious that he knew that it was someone that knew him yeah yeah that has been to his home Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah maybe he did but i'm just saying like i can't derive that he knows specifically yeah who it is from that or just knows yeah where he lives like yeah yeah so that was that interview was about no longer than two weeks after he got kidnapped i believe it was like seven days after to the dot um Shadi was in the room, you know, uh, in the video, you can see other nine tray gang members walk into the frame. Um, and so the next Breakfast Club interview that he did, he talks about he fired his whole team. He gives the excuse that they were stealing money from him um, and stuff like that. but. Let's just play the clip. This is the longest one. This is the last one. And then I'm going to get your thoughts on the whole thing. All right. Let's play. I'm ready. Treyway is not even a thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Treyway, I created that. That's my shit. I thought he was a person. No. Treyway is something. It's like when 50 Cent keeps promoting, get the strap, get the strap, yeah, get the strap, get the strap, get the strap, get the strap. What people saying? Yo, that get the strap movement is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. That's 50. Shout out to 50. I thought Trey was a label and a person. He's telling he, you what it is. He right started now. saying it originally, so it came Listen, from him. And then name one other artist on Treyway right now. One. I'll give you $100. I can't. you right. Name one. I'll give you $100. Freddie Wap, I heard, right? Name one. I'll give you $100. I don't know. What is really Treyway? If 6ix9ine wasn't mentioning Treyway, would Treyway even be a thing? No. Anything I do, it makes it into that. Whatever that is, I can make it into that. Treyway is nothing without me. I don't want Jack Treyway no more. Did you fire? You, you fired Trey too? Everybody is gone. Get out of my life. Get out Everybody? of here. Everybody. Everybody. Wow. I thought you. I thought you were signed to them through whatever. So you're not at all. Nah. Shout out to nah. I am shot. I'm. I am signed to Elliot Grange. Imagine, because you the, the the guy who allegedly kidnapped you or whatever earlier this year, they say they caught him. They say he was a former associate. Did that have to do with you cutting everybody off? Listen, I see I see the media and everything saying, yo, suspect caught and all that shit. When I got kidnapped, right, I spoke about it with Angie. I saw it. I'm like, yo, the opportunity I got out, it was like God was sitting right next to me in that car. Right? When I got out, I was bleeding. I was like, yo, like my life is about to end. I ran, I went to um the the quickest place where I could find help. I'm like, yo, I need an ambulance. See the media outlets, yo, to cut cause this is like it's you know what's so crazy? It's not even it's not even state. Like this shit is federal. Like mm-hmm. where? So I started seeing like, yo, Takashi 6 9 
because I didn't cooperate with no police. Right, I didn't say nothing. I said, yo, I need. Yeah, like, because my thing is. That, that's what I wanted to talk about. Remember when I was like, yo, nothing gonna happen to me. Nothing gonna happen to me. I'm mm-hmm. untouchable. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm a mortal. Who gonna touch me? Where? Test my shit. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. It happened. Mm-hmm. Was that humbling? No. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, nobody could touch me. What? Who gonna touch me? Who? I knew how strong my team was. Nobody could touch me. To this day, nobody could touch me. The only way you could touch me is if you were already next to me. Yeah, if you was in Yo, your team. Peoples. Got you. Now listen to this. So that's it. Um, so after this interview, I believe, I don't know dates. Like sometime he was actually arrested, pulled into court. And that's how we get those beginning clips of him testifying in court. He testifies in court. He shouts out, you know, or he snitches on shoddy he snitches on a bunch of different people basically the whole nine tray bloods i don't know gang members or whatever um and that's how we get all those media clips of like a rat with six nine tattoos um and so yeah man i think i think this teaches as rough as this is i think it teaches I think it teaches some people lessons about just just be yourself. Like if I get anything from this, from this whole saga of 69, <laughs> it's just like, yo, just be yourself. Don't try to play like you're a gangster. Don't just don't do any any of this stuff. Like just be yourself. <laughs> that's your lesson from this? that's my lesson and i i i like the story of six nine because it also teaches people that lesson as well like you clearly see someone that wasn't about the streets you know like you said he got a lick he had one popular song and he tried to recreate that um and yeah it was just you know it caught up with him all his shit talking, all of his quote unquote trolling, it caught up with him. And it sounds like from what we heard, from what he has said in court, it sounds like the people that robbed him, the people that were using him, the people that exploited him, were the people that were closest to him. It wasn't the people that he was trolling. It wasn't you know, Junior Prince, whatever. It wasn't the people in LA. It wasn't the people in Chicago that said, we're going to kill you. It was the people that were closer to him. I think that, um, I think that there is more to it than just be yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you look at it, it's not just about him. I think he was being himself. I think that he enjoyed being able to talk like that. I think he enjoyed um, 
the people that he was around, I think that he was having a good time doing what he was doing. And that's just a guess, you know, like I'm not talking to him, so I have no yeah, Same clue. as me. It was just a guess. Right. But I think that there are a lot, there are more than one versions of yourself. You have more than one version of yourself. There is not just one of you. Um, there's the you that is like balls out, right? <laughs> and there is the you that I'm is reserved, right? There, you know, like there, we all have that, right? Mm -hmm. There's the version of me that sits out. There's the version of me that's reserved. There's the version of me that like doesn't want to be talked to or fucked with. You know, like there's many versions of ourselves. We all live with different parts of ourselves. And so depending on whom we're around, those different parts can tend to reveal themselves more so than other parts of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't ever think that the way that he was talking or the way that he was behaving was him pretending I think that he probably really felt those things. And again, I could be wrong, but my assessment is that he did. And um, more so to me, it's like you have to understand what you are choosing when you choose those types of things, mm -hmm. you know? We're all capable of quite a bit, but we have to understand Excuse me, I'm like burping. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking wine. Um, we have to understand what the consequences of those choices are. And when you're young, it's a lot harder to understand what that really means. Like, you know that if you fuck around with killing somebody that you might do life. You know that if you talk a lot of shit that someone's going to pull your card. You know, you know, like, you know all of those things, mm -hmm. yeah. but actually seeing those things to fruition, like, that's something that your brain literally is not capable of completely understanding until you're, like, 25, 26, mm -hmm. right? So he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it, and other people do. And I think that's the problem. It's like... When you're that old, you just don't, or young, you just don't understand what your ass is getting into. Like, you are writing a check that you can't cash, right? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, he just needed to make, he needed to make better choices. And what's really upsetting is that there were a lot of people uh, that were basically ready to capitalize on him, take advantage of him, and then treat him like a sacrifice. And that's really sad. And a lot of people need to do a better job of protecting themselves. It's really upsetting that he doesn't have more people in his life to help protect him and make better choices. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's not even capable of making those better choices. You know, maybe he pushed all those people aside and was like, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do because that's what a lot of people that age say. That's their mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so there's, there's, I'm sure there's quite a few variables in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really think that he was being himself, like long story short, he was being himself. <laughs> he just got himself into a situation that he really shouldn't have been in. Like, keep yourself away from people that are like that. People keep yourself away from people that are trying to take advantage of you or people that are 
you know, in that life or promote that kind of life or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, especially if you're grown. Like, if you've gotten all the way to groundum, <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? Like, you should be embarrassed. I remember when I, like, turned, like, I don't know, 22-ish, somewhere around there, and then I would hear about men, like, my age or, like, guys that I had grown up with. They would start banging. I would be like, are you <laughs> fucking serious right now? Yeah, like, is that There's real? There's so many other options. Yeah, like, are you fucking, are you fucking with me? Like, <laughs> you should be embarrassed, homie. Like, that's, yeah. that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's embarrassing. It's one thing if you're, like, high schooler and you mm, think yeah. you're just, like, joining a club or whatever, <laughs> like some fucking dumbass. <laughs> My mom well, said join an after yeah, school but if activity. You, right, but if you've made it past 18 and your ass want to bang, like you're a fucking fool. Yeah. You are absolutely the most embarrassing person on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like, get away from me. Any Anytime I hear about a grown-ass man talking some shit like that, I'm like, if you don't get at least a fucking football field away from me, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> like, you're embarrassing me. Get away. I don't want people to think that we know each other for real. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, you know, if that's, if you, if you are, if that's like where you think you're making your money at or whatever the fuck, like, you know, what else can I say? You're an idiot and I wish you the best. You know, it's sad. We'll see. I think that's where we're going to end it. Um, he should be coming out of, he declined, um, What's that thing, like, after you snitch, they Witness give protection? You, yeah. He declined. I mean, it. how could he get... Are you fucking serious? Yeah. How could he get witness protection? No idea. <laughs> there, There is tattoo yeah, removers. You're recognizable, homie. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah, planning is, on leaving the country? Yeah, there is tattoo removers, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know what's also crazy is that anybody fucking with him... This is what has always really bothered, you know, like I didn't grow up in sort of like a nice protected white picket fence, middle class sort of upbringing. So like this type of exposure is something that I'm familiar with. I've never understood people that run their lives like this when they do things like this to people like him, how they don't understand or how they want to even get mad when somebody snitches on him. Oh, yeah. I, Get your I, shit together, homie. It, it goes back to the saying of, like, money blinds people. You're a fool. So they're getting a lot of money. And so I think You that's, thought he wasn't going to snitch on you? Are you crazy? Money blinds people. Are you crazy? Even the toughest gangsters are stupid. Homie, that. you're getting snitched on. <laughs> yeah. You think exactly. somebody's going to do life after you did them dirty? Yeah. After you did them dirty, you think mm -hmm. somebody's going to do life behind you? <laughs> are you fucking crazy? And then you want to get on, get and talk shit and, oh, what a rat, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Like, are you, you, you've got to be delusional. Yeah, You're no. absolutely Money delusional. You think that there, you think that the streets have any kind of rules. There's no rules in the streets. Exactly. Get your life together. You already know people are snitching on you. That's why I don't even understand why. I, I just don't understand organized crime as a general <laughs> principle in this day and age. It makes no sense to me because everybody is going to do what 
in their best interest. Mm -hmm. It is very rare that anybody is not going to do what's in their best interest. And like that to me is just silly. You robbed this man. You scared this man to death. I mean, he was terrified. I'm sure he was terrified. Oh, yeah. He thought he was going to die. And then you think he's what? Not going to snitch on you? (laughs) Homie. (laughs) They not only did you make him afraid for his life, you robbed him. And then they were like, oh, we're going to charge you with life, right? And then mm-hmm. he was, and then, and then his option of getting out of the life situation is that he snitches against the people that robbed him. Oh, yeah, he's going <laughs> to testify. I don't know why anybody is surprised. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah. Stop doing illegal shit. There's so much money to be made in this country. I don't understand why more people aren't capitalizing on the opportunities that are available. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. One of my. Every day I'm thankful that I'm in the tech industry. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm an engineering manager, bitch. I'm making this money. <laughs> like, it's not even that. Like, one of my favorite <laughs> battle rappers, Goods, he, 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 he had one of this in his rounds. He was like, you still, you still selling coke? That was so 2012. He was like, I bought a couple of houses and flipped them like right. you could do that yeah flip some legal shit you yeah. dumb motherfucker like, like legal dough please like, pay attention flipping. to this world because there is legal money to be made but yeah. you're out here in the streets like worrying about a hundred dollars when you should be worrying about these hundred grands that you could be making by whatever investments flipping houses getting a career yeah. i mean there's so many other ways for you to capitalize on your intelligence other than hitting a fucking lick i'm so sick of it i'm so sick of it i can't even that's where we're gonna end it <laughs> it was a good two-parter all right even a three-parter if I- <laughs> bye missy bye fran i'll see you next week <laughs> bop, bop, bop. What, what is charcuterie Man, it's, it's when you go to your hotel room and they got the cheese and the fucking pepperoni sliced on a little wood board waiting on you. New jewelries, new taste level shit, she be schooling me.